Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Awaken the Kingdom Within. I thought I would just stop by today just to share with you a few thoughts that are on my mind. I've had such an awesome time sharing guests with you, people who I'm talking to, and I'm just getting started with talking to some really incredible people. I just got off the phone having a really incredible conversation with a really dear friend of mine, and we began to talk just about the day, the setting. Uh, she works with individuals um, who are veterans with uh, with mental health issues. And during the course of that conversation, what really stuck with me was how in this day we need to know there's a lot that we need to know when you're surrounded with so many things that we don't know. Answers to questions we may not have. Um, trying to understand what's happening around us culturally, politically, spiritually, mentally, physically. We have so many things around us that we don't know. And so today... I want to just spend a few minutes talking to you about what are you thinking about and what do you know? I believe the key to navigate us through this time through any difficult time, through any wonderful time, is knowing what that moment brings to us and knowing where we're going after this moment is finished. One thing about life, it's not one moment. Life is knitting together a series of present moments and we end up in a destination. So today I just wanted to share with you a few things about what are you thinking about and what do you know. Um, most likely the foundation of what is really in my heart just to share is coming from a series of books that I'm reading. So uh, I am the leader of a group uh, called um, the Berean Study Group. We meet together once a month and we study. We study the Bible, but we also read books and talk about them. It is an incredible environment of thinkers and learners, and we share present stories connected to the books that we are reading. One of the books that we're reading is called Becoming. And it's written by Michelle Obama. And she writes in her preface this one statement. And I want to share it with you because it kind of lends itself to where I am at the moment. And she writes, Michelle Obama, There's a lot I still don't know about America, about life, about what the future might bring. But I do know myself. I'm going to let that resonate with you for a minute. There's a lot that I don't know. But I do know myself. That's a great 
to-do item to write down in your time of meditation. These are the things I do not know. The comfort comes when you know who you are, when you know what you believe, when you know what you're designed to do. I call that divine design. There's another book that I'm reading. I just started reading it. Uh, I shared it with those that are in our study group because we share books. Um, This book is called The Choice, and it's a memoir by Dr. Edith Egger. And she writes in her book, an incredible book I'm just starting to read, Um, But she writes early in the introduction of her book, mundane life is life too, as is painful life and stressful life. Why do we so often struggle to feel alive or distance ourselves from feeling life fully? Why is it such a challenge to bring life to life. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Mundane life is life too. What we're living is life. It's not death, despite how it may feel around us, despite how we may feel about what's happening around us, the pandemic and the political climate and the social climate, why many may have an apocalyptic mindset, I believe what Dr. Eager is saying, and that is mundane life is life too, just like painful or stressful. It's all life. And there is a challenge in bringing life to life. I wondered because I see life through the prism of being a Christ follower, I began to think of what Christ would say. What, how would he frame life um, and challenges that you go through? And one passage of scripture just leapt out at me, and it was in 1 Corinthians, and it's in the second chapter of 1 Corinthians, And it starts about verse 6. And this passage, um, in a paraphrase, reads like this. It's really talking about wisdom. And it's putting the crucifixion in a a different light. It's, it's, It's sharing with the reader, with the believer reader, that the crucifixion in Calvary was showing us something about God. It was giving us a glimpse into wisdom and how faith connects with believing in something that is, it doesn't look pretty and it wasn't beautiful, but it it was designed to engender a faith. And the scripture writes, uh, the the author writes in verse 6, this scripture. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, 
nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified him. I'm going to read that again. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That tells me that within life, within every condition, if we are a Christ follower, we're able to peel back and see in every condition a wisdom. So we have to know that we're not dice. We're not pawns. We're not some super beings game table and there's a game going on and we're the ones that are being played against each other and at risk. We have to know that there is a mystery being unveiled within our lives and we're in a moment where our lives can reveal this answer, the truth of what Christ was all about, is hidden within people. And we have to know, and we have to believe, we have to know who we are. We have to know why we're here. We have to know that it's not that I'm here, Cheryl's here. It's the fact that my belief in God and God in me allows Christ to be seen in this dark world when I know that he lives in me and he's with me and he's called me and he's given me gifts that this world can utilize, that it's not so that I can be destroyed. It's so that he can be revealed. And I have to know that. We have to know that. Jesus knew because of this passage in Hebrews that says there was a joy in front of him. There was a joy in his vision that made Calvary something he was willing to experience because of this mystery that he was able to see afar off. And that mystery is Christ in you and Christ in me. It was worth it for him to release that ability for us to be filled with his fullness, to be filled with the mystery 
for us to be filled with the presence of God so that we can maneuver and take back the planet and take back the people and take back the universe that people feel is in some kind of warfare, but it's not. The owners just haven't come to claim what's rightfully belongs to someone else. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it belongs to him. And when those of us who are here on his behalf understand that our lives are packed with purpose to infect this world with his love and his kindness and his mercy, everything that 1 Corinthians talks to us about. I want to leave you with this. I believe in today's moment, some of the most awe-inspiring words are the simplest. As someone who contemplates revelation and seeing the world in multiple dimensions and looking at God's word kind of unveil itself in 3D to me, it's very difficult for me to study because the words just lift off the page. Like I read earlier, we speak of the wisdom of God in a mystery that, and the mystery is wisdom hidden that God ordained from the beginning of time. I love things like that, that, you know, God had a plan and the plan was people and the people just have to know it. We have to know that we are called with a purpose, that we're alive with a purpose. And I believe some of the most profound affirmations of our belief are the simplest. And so I'll leave you with this thought. It's Jesus teaching his disciples the Beatitudes, um, the blessings. And he starts out in the book of Matthew talking about blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. What are you thinking about? Know what you believe, but more important, know who believes in you. Christ believes in you. 
so much so that he was willing to hide God's plan in him so that he could hide his plan in you. talked about today resonated with you, then I invite you to read Seven Keys to Awaken the Kingdom of Heaven Within. The book and journal are available exclusively at CherylNaomiDavis.com.